Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is, welcome. My name is Tony Horn and this is, well, this is the Dead Good Podcast, a concept that I gave birth to in 2016 when so many iconic individuals whose arts in particular resonated around the world to such a degree that my friend Steve Penk launched a radio station, Radio Dead, only playing dead artists. 2016 was not a landmark year, not a line in the sand, but it was a year, particularly in the first quarter or so, and then ultimately at the end of the year with George Michael passing away, that many people who we looked up to and respected and left a creative legacy on the planet, left the planet. And I really wanted to put something down onto audio, really, rather than print, to reflect that, but also to expose or go deeper than the Wikipedia entry that turns cold almost immediately that you have passed away. And I say that, and I will refer to a Wikipedia entry uh, very shortly. The other point, of course, is that TV networks have many, many obituaries already in the can, as we say. If you are deemed a person of note, your obituary is pre-prepared. Royal family being a very good example. And the speed with which people... And the keenness with which people, when faced with a TV camera, will reflect on somebody's loss was something that jarred with me. I always say if you're grieving, you don't comment in the first 24 hours. And there are a couple of exceptions to that. Notably, if you feel that the person is being written up in the way that you just frankly don't recognise, and that does often happen. And secondly, if you want to set an agenda, and I have had experience of this with people that I have worked with, whom the media have written up in a certain way, but in fact, it really wasn't the way at all. Now, of course, when obituaries appear on the television news, the radio news, they're largely factual. They will list, for example, the career highlights of the individual who is now deceased. One thing I've always tried to do, and I've witnessed a lot of death in my life, is see the light side of the dark side. So I wanted there to be some tonic with the grief, if you like. A T and a G. A T and G. So here we are at... 1950 UK time on the 21st of January 2022. I've had a long day and right now I should be watching the almighty clash between Watford and Norwich City in the Premier League, a fixture that has huge resonance as a Burnley fan. But in the last hour, something has happened to me. Let's take it right back. My partner said, Wow, he's done so many songs. And I said, no, actually, I don't agree. 
I don't think his volume of work is so plentiful. But what he has done is so many great songs. So when he did a song, my goodness me, Michael Lee a day. And here we have a couple of problems straight away in that I'm not entirely clear how to pronounce his surname. And when you're tweeting, as people so often do with that heartless hashtag, hashtag RIP, is meatloaf one word or two? It appears to be two. First words on this must go to Tim Rice. You know, Tim Rice is an absolute legend who has created, dreamt up, delivered so much of artistic merit. And yet, Sir Tim has tweeted this. R.I.P. Meatloaf, a true original who managed to squeeze a whole musical into five minutes on many of his manically brilliant singles. The songs and Meat's performance always lived up to their wonderful Jim Steinman titles. A wonderful tribute, but so true as well, because in previous interviews, Meat, Mr. Loaf, Michael, has said, in fact, he was an actor more than a singer, and his songs were entire performances, weren't they? Let's go to Wikipedia before we go to our hearts and just look at some of those numbers. Worldwide sales of more than 100 million records. Now, when I was young and buying records and the charts were printed every week and the charts were everything, uh, you would look at the Bad Out of Hell album and you'd see next to it weeks on the chart and you would see numbers like 286. It was extraordinary. And that was an album that was really predating me. If you think my record-buying era was probably 84 onwards, but not for too long. So Bat Out of Hell, of course, is something out of the 1970s, 77, I think. And today I learned from Twitter that Radio 1, which is very much a youth station disconnected with many demographics, has played. Meatloaf and Bad Out of Hell, but they surely can't understand unless their parents have told them its role. And you know something, and this might shock you, I think Meatloaf and his work is underrated. I've just had an hour which <laughs> began with television showing a commercial break before a the next TV show, and I shouted to the smart speaker to play what is my favourite Meatloaf song. Once a beautiful Miss America, modern girl. And at that moment, a journey began. I had so many thoughts. The former Top of the Pops presenter, Mark Franklin, messaged me to say it was his favourite song too. And we both had the same thought at the same time, that if you bought Hits 1, you know, um, an iconic moment in compilation album buying, when now that's what I call music, and the Hits albums were absolute must-haves for a teenage buying public. 
and hits one, well, can you name the other songs on there? Adamant's Forgotten Song, Apollo 9. I think Wham's Freedom was on there. I think Rod Stewart was on there with Some Guys Have All the Luck. And, of course, most importantly, Neil and A Hole in My Shoe. A generational moment for those that remember the young ones. But I can also remember Steve Wright, the broadcaster, playing on his radio show, Modern Girl. Because, of course, it says once... Miss America married Mr. Wright. I almost forgot the words there. Steve Wright, of course, was famously married to an American woman. But the whole introduction to that song and the whole performance of that song are meatloaf all over. If you look at the spoken intro to, well, the absolute epic... You know the song I'm referring to, don't you? Many Meatloaf songs are, are very long. And that is the, you know, Tim Rice saying five minutes encapsulates it. But um, they were often quite, quite longer than that. But on a hot summer night, I mean, how many people that are massive Meatloaf fans can say all the words to that extraordinary intro and when the words stop and the music starts it is a moment isn't it it really is a passionate moment on a hot summer night would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses last autumn 2021 i was trying to find tickets to the bad out of hell musical such as become the Phenomenon, I suppose, of the last decade or so, or even before that, starting with Mamma Mia, the acts that you would never see again found a new lease of life through the musical theatre. And the Bat Out of Hell musical, I thought, would be excellent to see. Unfortunately, I missed its Manchester dates. And right now, uh, the time 8pm in the UK, I'd imagine they are probably through the first act of it I think they're playing Wimbledon tonight of course in honour of Meatloaf I had tickets once to see Meat in concert and I never made it it's not the first time I've given away tickets um, based on a personal circumstance I gave away Coldplay tickets one Christmas because well, because of a domestic situation. And I had meatloaf tickets with um, a girl called Jackie that I was living with. And by the time the concert came around, we were not living together anymore. So I never saw the great meatloaf live. But I'm well aware, of course, that the demand now for Bad Out of Hell, the musical tickets, will be extraordinary. Death is good for business. And of course, death is good for acknowledgement too, because when you unpick the story, you 
well, I think in the context of meatloaf, but you you realise two things. Firstly, the extraordinary, colossal influence of Jim Steinman. Wow. Google, if you're unsure. And two, it's only tonight in Meatloaf's passing that I've understood, and I have broadcast on the radio for 32 years, how good his songs were. My partner saying, he did a lot of songs, and I said no. He didn't do a lot of songs, but he did a lot of great songs. And that defines quality, doesn't it? Not so much the volume of work, but the volume of quality within the work. And let's just, if I Google, let me throw some titles at you that you might now go, oh, yes. I'll do anything for love. We'll come to that. Two out of three ain't bad. You took the words right out of my mouth on a hot summer's night. Dead ringer for love with share. For crying out loud. Wow. Rock and roll dreams come through. Not a dry eye in the house. I'd lie for you. Beautiful. Good girls go to heaven. Heaven can wait. What an extraordinary song. And on we go. I've missed out two deliberately there. It's all coming back to me now. I think it's a wonderful piece of music. My very first term at university, at University Radio Exeter, I was invited on a show to review the potential songs for Christmas number one. And I think it was a band called Pandora's Box who had covered It's All Coming Back to Me. And I said on the radio, this is the best song I've heard this year. It will be the Christmas number. <laughs> it was not the Christmas number one. But of course, if you do your backtracking, you'll see Jim Steinman is all over it. And indeed, so is Meat. And then, of course, Bat Out of Hell. Well, quite... An extraordinary moment. If you want to call it heavy metal, if you want to call it rock, I don't know. But in that genre, and indeed surpassing many other albums in other genres, it's up there. And when it's up there, and spending whatever it was, over 10 years on the British charts, it means it will always live on. Music that has that impact will penetrate the next generation. Though it's not in a way that ABBA and Mamma Mia would do so, which is why I, I do find it slightly intriguing that it made Radio 1's playlist today. But there is absolutely no doubt that the legacy must live on. And if you ask your smart speaker to play Meatloaf, I think you will be impressed with yourself and the back catalogue the reason for being impressed with yourself is how well you know so many of these songs. And let's put it bluntly, how well you can belt out some of these songs. Belt them with a tear in your eye. And that's a very difficult discipline, if you like, to achieve. In 1993... My first real 
professional radio job, although it was actually my third, a contract at GWRFM in the West Country of England. Gary Vincent, who now broadcasts for the Smooth Radio Network, uh, was a man with a finger in many pies. Many pies, indeed, Gaza ate. But Gaza was in with all the music people, all the music industry, pluggers and all of that. And one day he came in with a promo copy of Bat Out of L2 and Meatloaf's I'd Do Anything for Love. And he said to me, here you go, have this. It'll be worth something one day. Now, I've thrown away most of my CDs and so much of my own career. I mean, I'm down to about less than 50 of hours of radio and hours of music. I do have that somewhere in a garage gathering dust. I doubt it is worth something. But what is extraordinary, of course, two things. When you've done Bad Out of Hell 1, it's a danger to attempt to follow it. But to come up with something as good as Bad Out of Hell 2, hats off to you. And secondly, you know, if you look at the legacy, if you look at the obituary, I'd Do Anything for Love is quoted in the same breath as those big songs from the Bad Out of Hell album. To achieve that quality and that notoriety, even though, and without getting into a musical analysis, I'd Do Anything for Love sounds like a song of Bat Out of Hell 1. It is, of course, an original song, and it's a song that is as memorable as the big ones from the first album. And part of that is twofold, I think. One... There's a brand there, isn't there? There's a meatloaf brand and a meatloaf sound. But secondly, the comedy of I'd Do Anything For Love. As a song title on its own, it stands beautifully. But of course, it was never that, was it? It was I'd Do Anything For Love, But I Won't Do That. And again, referencing the once brilliant Steve Wright on Radio 1 at the time. I can remember him saying, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. Send in your answers on a postcard to Radio 1. And when people heard that song, there was almost a nod and a wink, almost a British innuendo, a smile, a kind of I know what you've been up to about it, that was a brilliant transference of energy from the vocal and the track that wandered into people's lives. And who knows what that, that was. But certainly in Britain, the British people interpreted it in their own way. And I won't say how I interpreted it, but we're all wandering down a similar boulevard, aren't we? And forever, that song will not be called I'll Do Anything For Love. It'll be called I'll Do Anything For Love, but I won't do that. Now, what a gift and what a absolute delight to know that when you are no longer with us, and I refuse to use the phrase past, you know, such and such as past, come on, if you care about them, let's put a full sentence in there and say they've passed away, yeah? 
But what a legacy this music is. Um, as you're about to find, downloads for Meatloaf's music is about to go through the roof. Bookings for the Bad Out of Hell musical. It will go on an almost never-ending run now. Covid notwithstanding. The numbers on the accountant spreadsheet are extraordinary. The performance is uncomparable in our lifetime. Hats off, I think, to Meatloaf. And to diehard fans, they won't get this, but to casual fans like myself, and this is often the purpose of death. It's only now, in his passing away, that I realise just how brilliant he was. And I only realised that by asking the smart speaker to play his songs. Perhaps a final word. One of Meatloaf's most beautiful songs that I've rediscovered in the last 24 hours is called Heaven Can Wait. And, well, whether indeed such a place exists or not, it remains a beautiful sentiment. And I suppose Meatloaf has one up on all of us now, in that he will find out indeed if there is such a place. I'm sure it will welcome him with open arms if indeed it exists. Meatloaf. Until we meet again, or perhaps we never will. My name's Tony Horn. Thanks for listening to the Dead Good Podcast. Heaven can wait and a band of angels wrapped up in.